I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. We have our lenses on. We are ready to talk about the human behavior. Brian (laughs) joined the party. He has his lenses on. I put my glasses on. I never wear them at the beginning, but, you know, I need to make sure that people know with my ring light in my glasses. Yes, that, exactly. Yeah, that I'm that you know we're looking it through the certain lens. You know the horror. Absolutely. I also just to, I'm sure if you guys are watching on YouTube, which this is a plug for uh, watching us on the YouTubes. Of course, these are not real glasses, and you can tell because the blue light is reflecting off of my lenses, and that's the only reason why I have these glasses on. So that oh, wait, yeah, you know what. I never what? thought about that. You only yes. have them for like screen protection? Yes, uh-huh. These are just blue light glasses. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I just thought you like real cool glasses, girl. You know what? There was a point in my life, <laughs> Brian, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was that when the hipster, like mm. mid tens mm-hmm. were yeah, the yeah. thing. I absolutely was that bitch who was like, I'm just going to wear glasses and I'm going to wear my beanie and scarf in 80 degree weather because it's hipster vibes. And my students will make fun of me all the time. Amazing. But these are for protection for the eyes because I'm staring at screens a lot. Look at our eyes. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Now, well, do you wear them? I'm, I'm so curious now. Do yes. you wear them just for the computer <laughs> or do you wear them when you're like sitting and watching a movie on, t- on, on, the, on a TV? Ooh. So I rarely watch <laughs> things on TV because I mean, you oh. know, some, sometimes yeah. Airbnbs, you know, like if they do have a TV, then you got to put all your info for Hulu and Netflix mm-hmm, and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll just be on my laptop. Easy peasy. Pull it up. Do the things. So... Not really because I don't watch a lot of TV, but for my phone, when I'm on TikTok all the damn time, and for my computer, I have mm. my glasses sure. on. So. That makes sense. Love it. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with lenses. This has <laughs> everything to do with seeing things that aren't there. So I guess it is kind of related oh. in a way. Oh, 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 oh. Off the dome, wee, baby. Wee, Off the dome. Wee, 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 uh, today, we are talking about the 2014, and I'm going to make sure I get my years correct, the 2014 psychological film, Last Shift. Hello? If there's somebody out there, you need to open the door now. You're interfering with the duties of an officer. You let me out now, I'll only give you a warning. can stream it on the Amazon Primes if you got it. It's directed by Anthony de Blasi and written by de Blasi and Scott um, Poiley, and it stars a one Juliana Harkavy, uh, Joshua Mickle, Jay LaRose, Mary Lankford, Natalie Victoria, and Sarah Skolko. 
So heavy spoilers for all of this. We will talk everything last shift. Some police things happening in there, too. So if that's not your vibe, you know, maybe not this one. And Jamie, mm-hmm. tell us about some other trigger warnings in this. Yeah, lots of lots of warnings, lots of big themes that can be triggering. Mm-hmm. So Nikisha already mentioned uh, the stars of police officer. So there are references to police. There are references to cults. There are references mm-hmm. to murder and suicide. Um, there, there's a lot of spooky scares. A lot of um, a we lot definitely of see scares. insides on the outside. Uh, uh, kidnapping mm-hmm. uh, references. Um, Suicides. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. urination. Oh, yeah. Mutilated Mm -hmm. faces. Yeah, like spooky, Mm -hmm. spooky faces. Um, Oh, and and Satan. (laughs) Yeah. It's a satanic-related cult. Yes. Yeah. Satan-adjacent. Satan-adjacent. We've done hereditary on this, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's Uh another, it's it's our our boy Payman's back. Yeah, Payman. He's back. He's back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So very interested to get into all of those things. But if it's not your vibe, you know, we have a hundred other episodes that you could choose from to (laughs) listen to, guys. I I couldn't even remember if we did Hereditary. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, when people are like, yeah, what was your favorite you know, episode to record. And even mm-hmm. when we were talking about that, when we were talking about our hundred episode, yeah, just yeah. going back and looking at all the things that we did, I was like, Oh my God, we did cover this wild. so much. Mm-hmm. Wild. Very wild. So lots of things to choose from, but before we get into all that producer, Brian, please give us some words. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to put these words in order to make sentences for you. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, Uh, We are on YouTube as well. So if you're listening to us on on, on the podcast, just audio, uh, we are on YouTube. So you can watch us talk about the same exact things in the same order. Just see (laughs) us. Um, We're also starting something new on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Wave. Sorry. Hi. Um, I didn't want to be rude to our YouTube audience. Um, But something that I also want to mention is that on YouTube, we're starting to um, do a couple of more things to make it a little bit more exciting. exciting for you all. The first thing is we're starting to do like countdowns, like top 10 lists. Um, We have my top 10 favorite horror movies of 2023 so far. I did a um, uh, of, uh, 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 I counted down my favorite paranormal activity movies. Um, so those are all kind of fun stuff coming up. Uh, we're also putting some shorts on there, some clips from uh, this uh, podcast that you can see there. So we're just like having a lot of fun on YouTube now as well. So, uh, you know, give us a follow, subscribe there. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, but again, you can uh, podcast wise, you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts like you're doing right now. And then, of course, on social media, we're having so much fun on tiktok at talk horror pod check us out there um and you can also find us on instagram as well as twitter um and then of course you can follow me on letterbox at bp527 and then jamie as well um all of the links are in the um description Mm. beautiful wait jamie you're on letterbox too uh yes (laughs) (laughs) i had to think about it yeah, but my I'm not as prolific as as BSP. 
you know. Okay. <laughs> also, just to clarify, because le- you guys talking about Letterbox is the first I've ever heard of the thing in the first place. Oh, really? Are you, yes. Are you just, is it just like a review thing? And so your page is just all the things that you reviewed? Yeah. It's like a, I mean, it's like another social media, but like social media around movies, essentially. Okay. So, like, I have the ability to rate every movie I've ever seen. You have the mm-hmm. ability to, like, um, I, there's a diary feature where essentially you're, like, putting in when you watched movies. You can give a review for the movie every time you watch it. You can denote if it's a rewatch or a first-time watch. And so I can go to somebody else's page, see what their top four movies are, see the last four movies they watched, um, and then I can also look at their diary. What movies have they seen recently? I can look at their reviews. But I can like your reviews and reply to your reviews and vice versa. Um, I'm obsessed with it. Um, I pay for it, so I get all of my data and reporting so I can see like Special how many features. movies I've seen uh-huh. I, I recently looked do you know who my number one actress that I've that I've watched this year is oh god who Anna Camp <laughs> because what Jamie I was gonna and I guess watched... Rebecca Hall uh, Rebecca Hall oh sure um, no, it's because we watch Pitch Perfect. Mm. Each one of them has we we watched all three of them this year. So each yes. so Anna Camp is in all three of those. But I also watch From Black, the horror movie that she did that came out this year. So she's got oh. she's got four little check marks next to her name. So um, but I like but I wouldn't know that without the fantastic. I, this is we are not <laughs> sponsored by Letterbox. I'm just obsessed with it. Well, maybe one day we, we will be sponsored by <laughs> I know, I love right? Brian specifically will be yeah. sponsored by Letterboxd. <laughs> well, that being said, I watched a horror movie today. Oh, cool. <laughs> I uh, Please do not confuse this with the Disney animated film, but I watched oh, Frozen. That is hilarious. There is a, fro- there is a horror movie called Frozen. Yeah. And it, when did, did it come out? After the Disney Frozen or before? Um, I think that this Frozen came out in 2010, and Frozen Frozen came out in 2013. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If it was, like, the other way around, that would have been fucking hilarious that they said, we're going to make a horror movie called Frozen after yeah. Frozen. <laughs> so, essentially, Frozen is about these three people who get stuck on a ski lift um, and Ew. need to find their way off. I love movies like this. Jamie's like, I can't believe you love movies like this. She watched the last half hour with me. Um, it's but not, yeah, it's I not love, for me. It's not. Uh, I, I really liked it. I thought the acting was good. Like for a movie where like, you know, my, my favorite genre is like white people getting into outrageous situations and needing to escape. Like, oh, my God. Fa- so is my dad's. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like fall, like the movie fall where they're all stuck on the tower, oh like yes. 40, 49 meters down where they're all stuck yeah. with sharks like i eat those mm. movies up mm. i love them like the <laughs> shallows like i love all these movies it's the ruins i like love yes. them so so much um uh <laughs> and so yeah i watched it and i had a great time on letterboxd i gave it three stars because it's on a curve because it's like exactly what it should be you know like that type of movie well that's um, fair it's one thing like if you're walking into the movie knowing like I am going for this specific reason, then if your expectations are even a little bit above that, then it's like, great, 10 out of 10, because this gave me exactly what I needed it to get. 100%. And it was actually better than I thought it would be. Like, I I expected real schlock and, like, 
I actually enjoyed the performances and I thought some of the moments were pretty good. I laughed mm. a lot because like they do silly things and silly things happen and like they didn't plan this out very well at all, like in terms of how to escape at all. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I literally just finished it before sitting down here. That's fantastic. Jamie, did you watch anything new except the last 30 minutes of that? <laughs> no, it was just that. And I was what? just like, what's happening? And when when are they singing about snow? <laughs> yeah, she's like, did they Where's sing Olaf? yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, one of my new favorite things is explaining to Jamie what happened <laughs> in, in like these dumb horror movies I watch. And yes. then like ending it with an outrageous sentence that really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just like she rolls her eyes and cracks up at the same time, and it brings me so much joy. Yeah, they're just these are not for me, but you know, like yeah, everyone enjoys what they enjoy, and yeah. you do you. Absolutely. She goes. So, spoiler alert for the first like hour of Frozen. Uh, I'm just like putting it out there. I, Anna and like, Elsa's oh. parents don't come <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I basically I was like, oh yeah, these three people got stuck on a snow lift, a, a, a ski lift. One of them jumped down to try and uh, escape and help all them. He broke both of his legs and he was oh. stuck there. And then, uh, and then wolves ate him. No <laughs> fucking way! Yeah, right? yeah, like yep. yeah, <laughs> yep. it's great. It's great. I would absolutely watch that kind of movie, hands yeah. down. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. It's it's great. I think you'll really great. enjoy it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell my dad about it. He yeah. literally sometimes. I mean, he is a movie, an avid movie watcher. I guess that's like where I get it from. Sure. But he will actively seek like on Tubi or all these other like free oh, things, yeah. like the worst movies. He's like, I want people like in the woods making dumb decisions. Like it makes me happy, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna one, suggest this. This one's him. right up his alley, and make sure he okay, watches great. the. Correct frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We'll do. Actually, I will will also watch it and then we will. I want to talk to him about it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, here we are talking about Last Shift, which kind of gives me the same vibe. So let's get into it. We need a plot summary of it. Watch the plot. (laughs) So who's going to do it? I'm happy to do it. Great. Good. Fantastic. Grant. I'm very (laughs) happy. Yes. I will time you. Great. All right. Producer Brian, you Mm -hmm. have two minutes on the clock to describe the movie Last Shift. Are you ready? I think so. Yeah. I believe in you. Thank you. And three, two, one, go. Okay, Last Shift is about a rookie police officer who is taking literally the last shift at a decommissioned police station. Uh, What we learn about her is that her mom does not want her to take this job because her father was a police officer uh, and was killed. Um, And we learn that early on. We find out that the father was killed uh, by a cult uh, while bringing them in. But she's at this um, police station. Um, One of her supervisors is there kind of explaining that there's going to be a hazmat crew coming um, to in the morning because she's doing an overnight shift um, to take all of the. Um, 
to take all the evidence that's difficult to collect uh, from there. So essentially, she's got nothing to do. She's in there. It's an empty police station. Like, this is literally the last night that it's going to exist. Um, and then some weird stuff starts happening. Uh, she hears a knocking on the front door. She, she No one is there. And then she sees basically like a homeless guy who snuck in and pees on the ground. Um, she kicks him out. He ends up coming back in. She's got to put him in a cell. Um, and then she gets locked in the cell. The lights go out um, as well. And then all of a sudden, like the lights come back on. Lots of spooks, lots of scares. She gets phone calls, um, like 911 phone calls from a woman who has been kidnapped. She calls the main station, the news station that says like, no, all 911 calls have been sent to us. You will not be getting any of them. Um, and then she hears like people whispering and little girls singing. Um, and yeah, exactly. I just got goosebumps. Um, and then uh, the homeless guy, like all of this crazy stuff starts happening. Um, she also, uh, uh, she and in the end, like it's a lot of good scares. And in the end, we find out that um, everyone lied to her. The the all of the cult members were not killed. They were brought into the station and they committed suicide there. Um, and so we find out all of that. In the end, I'm going to go a little bit longer. In the end, um, she kills all of the people that are coming into the station, all the cult members, but then she gets shot and we find out that she actually killed the entire hazmat crew and her boss from the beginning had to kill her to stop her from like, like killing everybody else. Something else I missed that I really love and one of my favorite moments is uh, a police officer comes and says that um, she worked with her dad. Um, this is not mm -hmm. hazing and um, that she really and, and that he's just like coming to check in on her and then she figures out that he's dead as well um, and uh, and then she dies at the end while the um, while the cult like the ghosts of the cult people are like coming towards her. Uh, that's last shift. Yeah. In, in a minute and a half. <laughs> in, oh, sorry. <laughs> two in and two a half. and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. That's the plot. Well, I mean, it's... <clears throat> yes, that is basically everything that you need to know that happened in, in this movie. So let's get into it with our first segment of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. I have to, have to hear you guys' opinion about this before I speak on this at all. So, oh my. Jamie, oh no. you, you must <laughs> go first. All right. Um, <clears throat> so oh this is my first time seeing this film. Um, I remember always seeing the picture of it on, like, some streaming site, probably Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, like, always. Um, and it was the picture of, like, the guy whose, like, face looked like it has the pentagram in it, where you only yes. see it for, like, yeah. the briefest of moments in this. Mm -hmm. But yeah. at yes. least, because also, side note, everybody gets different Netflix posters. Did you, did you all know this? Excuse that, me? Oh, yeah. did you not know this, Nikisha? That like no. they make like dozens of different ones, and then like based on the algorithm and the type of content that you like to watch, they serve you specific like visuals of that particular movie or show that they think is more enticing to you in particular. Mind blown, right? Why, they have too much time on their hands. What? <laughs> too much time and wow. should be too paying much time. their writers and actors. Um, but yes. uh, so I remember that image, but that for whatever reason never enticed me to 
watch this film. I'm giving too much yeah. backstory, but and then the the most recent version of this same film, Malum, just came out, um, and Brian and I were like, no, let's watch the original one first, and then yeah. and then at some point we'll, we haven't watched Malum yet. Um, but my understanding, is it a remake? my yes. understanding is it's like the same thing, just like updated, okay. um, mm-hmm. by the same director. Yeah. So yeah. like redid it. Um, okay. It's so, supposed to be um, spectacular. Like that's a lot of the horror people that I follow on TikTok, as well as like Twitter and, and just, just like horror social media, if you will, um, mm-hmm. all rank it very highly on their, um, year so far list. I'm very excited to see it. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, but wanted to like give ourselves some space because like if it's the same movie, I, I don't want to watch it immediately yeah. after watching this one. Um, well, yeah. So, so yeah, so we watched it. Um, and I, I had like no expectations. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I, I have to say that like a lot of the scares really got me. Um, mm. I, I like jumped several times and I was very spooked by the movie. Um, and I, I was just like very curious to see where it was all going to go. I was very intrigued throughout the whole thing. There were some moments that, you know, we will probably talk about that. I was like, huh, why, why? Um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, also just the, the, the difficulty in like accepting what's happening to you. Like that feels really real, even though like it's a lot mm. of things that are happening, but in our, in our everyday life, I can imagine being in a situation where I'm having a really hard time accepting that like the strange things that are happening are really happening, even if it is like mm-hmm. a slew of them all happening at once. Um, so for, for me, at least I was able to like, for the most part, I would say suspend some, some disbelief and like, be present in like, okay, maybe like there's enough things compelling her to stick it out that, that she's choosing to stay even after like all of these wild things keep happening. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but there's definitely some moments. And again, like I'm sure we can talk about it where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, enough spookery has occurred. It's probably time for you to go, ma'am. And waving into the last possible minute when it is no longer you know, an option. Um, yeah. But that being said, like, you know, the, uh, the, the phone call was really interesting to me, um, that she was like periodically Mm -hmm. getting the phone calls. Um, just like the things that were moving, like the big shelf behind her when the Mm -hmm. guy somehow ends up inside the building. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, her first guy. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. the, her first interaction with her boss was like really weird. Um, like everything, everything, cause it seemed like he was talking to some, like it, I I almost was like, who is this guy? Like I, I didn't even believe to begin with that. Like that's who he was. Um, Mm -hmm. because it, it was just like set up in such a strange way. And she seemed so green and like new and just like, you know, like, oh, I'm a fresh cop and I'm ready to take on the world. And like, you know, this is like, you see that throughout the whole thing. I, I liked how she was like repeating the, the, um, you know, like I'm sure the oath and stuff that she takes when she becomes a cop Mm -hmm. and like, she's Mm -hmm. reminding herself of it as a way to kind of quell her anxiety and fear. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, that's – your badge ain't going to help you here. Um, but, like, that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, I – you know, 
she, uh, in some ways, like she's trying so hard to prove her, prove herself to her family and her dad, um, and herself, I think, but also like that pride, I think is ultimately what her downfall is. Um, Mm -hmm. and like what, what has kept her in there for far too long. Um, but I, I still kind of appreciated all of that. Um, I was really surprised by like the addition of the cult. Um, cause I, I guess I, at first I was just expecting like a haunted police station. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I kind of like this added element. I found some of the story about how like they were killed beforehand, but not really. They actually made it to the station a little convoluted because um, I was confused at some points about that. But then I kind of eventually caught up and was like, okay, they, you know, they died here mean, at the station. Yes. You mean that creepy prostitute trying to tell the story wasn't detailed yeah, and convincing I, enough I, yeah. for you? I kind of assumed that everyone was a ghost because I didn't know like how much was real and how much wasn't real. Um, right. But then I was like, this ghost is really confusing. And then mm-hmm. I <laughs> I was like, is she going to turn around and, like, find her gone or whatever? And her, mm-hmm. the yeah, that woman who was outside smoking the cigarette, her vibe was also weird. And I didn't like, like, I maybe that, maybe to me that just felt like bad acting. But, like, I just didn't like the way that she, like, recounted. Yes. Okay, cool. I feel affirmed. <laughs> I didn't like the way that she was, like, telling that story because it kind of took me out of it. It, it didn't mm-hmm. feel as spooky scary when she was, like, telling it. And I think that's just because she couldn't get the the right tone across. It felt like she was trying too hard in that moment. And I was like, just mm-hmm. tell the story without, like, the, like, and then this is what happened. And I was like, why are you shaking and freaking so emotional. out? And, yeah, it was, like, yeah. very weird. Um, mm-hmm. So that I, – I wasn't crazy about that part. But, like, obviously at some point we need – the story of like what happened to kind of set the stage for like, why is all of this stuff happening? Um, I think my favorite scare was when the other police officer comes to the building and to check on her to see if she's okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she's like, at that point, she's like, all this spooky stuff has been happening. Am I being hazed? Like it's my first night. Like what the hell is going on? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he fully, I mean, we talk about this all the time and like, I do love it and slightly hate it, but like he lets our guard down. He's like being really comforting. And he's like, Oh, I knew your father. I worked with him. I was there. We go through this whole rigmarole where he's like, I've got your back. If you need anything, please let me know. I just spit all Mm. over my mic. And then that motherfucker (laughs) turns around and he pulls a sixth sense on us and the whole back of his head is blasted open and you're just like, good God movie. I can't even catch a break because I kind of felt like the jump scares for the most part with the exception of the chain smoking woman outside are pretty Mm -hmm. like nonstop. And so then to have that moment again of like, I'm letting my guard down and then, and then spooky dead ghost cop is there um very rude Mm -hmm. um can i add to that yeah please because um in my notes that the first interaction when he comes in and he is talking about her father and it's like okay well maybe there's somebody that will like see the stuff with her and like experiences with her too Mm -hmm. so like okay yay for somebody being in the building but then when he started like kind of hitting on her because 
Mm. He was like, yeah, lucky me to be here. I was like, ew, this is disgusting. Like, why does she <laughs> have to have some... Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Because then I was thinking, like, well, are they trying to set up some type of, like, love interest thing? Because sure. also that's not... that You don't need it. Why is mm. it there? So when that moment happens, when he turned around, I was like, oh, okay, now I'm here for it. Sure. I like that moment. If that's mm-hmm. where we were going towards, great. Because if it was something else, I would have been like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why? Because this is this woman. Because in the way that she took the compliment too, I'm like, you don't know this guy. Yeah. You're in this crazy ass mm-hmm. police station and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, he thinks I'm pretty. Like, thanks. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I hate it. But yeah. all that to say, because it was that moment, the minute he turned around, I was like, oh yeah, I like this moment. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. cool. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite jump scare in this as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it. um, sorry, you can keep going. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really like that moment. Um, <clears throat> I also did like <clears throat> the scene where she goes into that like big open room with the TVs and all mm-hmm. the videos start playing of the cultists, and yeah. and like they're just like creeps, they're just like creepy, unhinged mm. people, and um, and it really just like adds to the like you know, scary factor. It feels like they're talking directly to her or directly to us as the audience. So like there's this level of like, you know, is this just a recording or like, are they speaking to me directly? Um, Mm -hmm. that was very unsettling. Uh, also when she gets locked in. So at some point she like loses track of the, the man who, who seemingly broke in and then she finds him again and she brings him into a cell and she, like, is trying to, you know, lock him in the cell. But then she gets locked in the cell with him. And she loses mm-hmm. her flashlight. And there's, like, <laughs> some of that felt weird to me. Where, like, the flashlight's being kicked around a bunch of times. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't care. I'm over this. Like, just give her the flashlight and let's move on. Um, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but then there was a part where, like, they showed up right behind her. That really got me. They also, I think, were in the window at one point, and yeah, that really uh-huh. got me. Yes. That one um, got me. So I liked some of it, but there was a mo- there was like a point where it kind of felt too long. Um, so I yeah. feel like trying to find this balance. Uh, all that to say, like this, all kind of makes me really excited to watch Malum because my hope mm-hmm. is that like kind of doing all of this, kind of like we talked about with like some of the James Wan films and like the earlier ones this this feels like an opportunity to really flesh out like your style the type Mm -hmm. of like direction that you want to implement and and it just like kind of gears me up to see like okay you have this story that you like clearly feel really solid about how do you want to like improve on it like what what else do you want to say how else do you want to express that and like that kind of makes me excited for Malum because it's Because I also liked this story, and I'm curious, like, where else do you go with it? Um, or, like, what else What else do you do that, you know, would be surprising and still engaging if I already yes. saw Last Shift? Yeah. Um, right. But I think, I think those are ultimately all of my thoughts. I'm sure, again, we'll get into, like, decision-making because I, I do have a lot of thoughts, but I... Yeah. You know, my time is, is up. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll just piggyback off of, of your likes and gripes because I will say this is also my first time watching this movie for the podcast. And I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I didn't think it was going to be this. Hmm. 
And I mean, the, the term last shift. Okay. So like, yes, it makes sense. There's a police officer for the last shift in the thing, Mm -hmm. but I guess the kinds of scares, like I wasn't expecting it to be a haunted house type situation. Definitely wasn't expecting the, the cult things. Um, I didn't expect like spooky ghosts because you know, it's going to be like at night somewhere, you know, because it's the last shift, but yeah, all the other stuff was kind of like, ah, what am I watching? What's going on? Mm. How do I feel about this? So it took me a while to kind of buy into the things and kind of suspend my disbelief to Jamie's point about the acting because, um, I wasn't finding our star a convincing actress in some parts. Um, and not to bash on on her, but it was just some of the st- stakes seemed really high, and how she was reacting didn't seem authentic. Hmm. Uh, in in a sense of when the things first start happening, and I, even though you're a cop and you're supposed to be calm, right? So even you you're trained for when situations happen to like be calm. Mm-hmm. For her to be, she's still a rookie though. So like when all the things are happening, there were some moments where I'm like, why are you not kind of like freaking the fuck out a little bit more mm-hmm. than what you are doing. Um, so that just kind of took me out of it a little bit. But by the time we got to, like we said, the uh, Officer Price and him revealing that he was, you know, dead the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, then I kind of bought into it. And I really enjoyed the body makeup, especially for the one girl that was kind of contorting, um, crawling behind yeah. her in mm-hmm. one scene. And then like, gets in her face and I thought yeah, that all that, that makeup was good. Was that was really good. Gorgeous. Mm. But then we get to the makeup of the homeless man after he dies and she like thought he got out of a cell but then she like turns him around and then it had like this awful like his eyes were kind of like closed off and mm. I thought that makeup was a little bit like you had such good makeup for these other people and then this one seemed like a little bit mm. of a cop out. Um I also love the idea of a story with a timeline. So, like, we Hmm. know that she's there from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. And so, like, is she going to last? We're on the clock. Where are we in the midst of, like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. There's nothing I love more than, like, a countdown or, like, like, like the TV show 24 or, like, like give me, like, you only have this many hours. Like, Saw movies. Like, 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 give me rules. Give me a clock. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Clock in. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, throw in a Cogsworth and I'm all about it. (laughs) All about it. Um, And it was nice seeing that the the whole ending sequence I really enjoyed because Mm -hmm. you do kind of want to believe that there those people were real because it was like just other followers of these Mm -hmm. of the cult. So I thought that that was really great. The last couple of scenes of her like. And her dad just, like, warning her, like, they're coming. And so she's like, okay, I'm ready. And it ends up not being those people. I thought that that was a really great um, uh, fake out that yeah. they were uh, the the hazardous people trying to get the waste and stuff. Yeah. Always knew that uh, Monica on the phone was dead from the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah. 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 It's like, you're calling. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What were we going to say, Brian? Oh, no. I, I, I agree with you there. Like, that was not a surprise. However, the reveal mm-hmm. that, like, it happened one year ago today, like, still got <laughs> me because, like, you know, they'll always get me. But, like, the fact that, like, she was dead the whole time, like, on the phone, like, obviously, uh, it was just, it was just, like, the, the second that, 
it solidified it the second that the the other station was like, no, all you shouldn't be getting any phone calls. Everything's being right here. Yes, but then like her wanting to help like that also makes sense because you just never know like what's real and what's not so Mm -hmm. it's like it's better to be safe than sorry of like let me help instead of thinking this is a prank call or whatever the case may be and like not trying at all um so yeah so the main things that like turned the movie around for me were the officer reveal and then the last couple of seconds in this and i was like okay in the makeup so i was like this is Mm. Yes, it wasn't what I was expecting, but there were definitely key moments that kind of turned it around for so me. And how did I you like it? It was okay. okay. I thought it was just it was okay. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't my favorite thing. Um, and when we like get into all the rankings and stuff, yeah, it just and I don't think I don't think my expectations are the thing that's telling me that it's just okay. Because mm-hmm. if my expectations are one thing, but the movie is good and I like it, I'm going to like it regardless of what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a but, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just, it was just, okay. I enjoyed it. I, but I absolutely now want to watch what Malum, is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Because I would love to just see, see the difference. I would absolutely, this would, uh, watching this movie definitely makes me want to watch the next one. Cool. We should do Malum on the podcast so we can like hey. actually talk it through. That would actually be yeah, really yeah. fun. Um, nice. Cool. Um, yes. Uh, I uh, I really liked this movie, but no, nah, I didn't love this movie. I, I really mm. liked it. Um, mm. I thought that the scares were really effective. And I, too, was very distracted by some of the acting, but I was more distracted by her choices. Um, mm. she just like kept, she's, she keeps like, Oh, is someone here? Like halfway through the movie, she's like, is someone here? I'm just like, would sit at your desk. <laughs> like, like, you know that every time you've tried to see if someone was there, something went wrong. Yeah. Every what are you time. Doing? Every, like every time. Every time. However, I was able to forgive some of those things, those choices because of how well executed the, the scares were. Mm. So even like while it loses points for, you know, fake justifications to get them to a plot to a, 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 a place in the, the station, it, it earned it earned those points back for how effective those scares were uh, for me, at least. Um, like Jamie said, I really like this eerie narrative. I kind of forget how much I love good like plots and good stories until mm-hmm. one comes mm-hmm. around, like just the idea that like. This is like it's a haunted police station. It's the last shift here. Something nefarious had happened there. Like go, mm. like that, like mm-hmm. tied into her father. Like I just thought, like if if cleaned up a little bit more, it would have been like a perfect story. Um, mm. I just like eerie stuff like that. Um, it's a, a, a lot that it, it rem- in a very the way it made me feel. It reminded me of Hell House LLC a little bit. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Justin, yeah. I think it's a combination of like this being suggested and then me having low expectations and then I mm-hmm. it was better than I thought it would be and just like a really good creepy story can pull me in and then when you execute those scares really well, like you've won me over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um I thought that there were some really great tense sequences. I really thought it was well directed. Um, in general, um, uh, I liked a lot of the jump scares. I had a really fun experience watching this, even if I didn't like fully like get into it in some places. Um, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, 
I, I really, I really dug this in a way I didn't think I, w- I would. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that that's just like, that's high level likes and gripes for me. Yeah, fantastic. Well, let's get into the next section of mm, brains and. Mm. <sighs> Let's also talk about like some of the decision making and things of that nature. But what I would love to bring up first in this is the idea of putting pressure on yourself to do a good job. You know, she's a rookie and she's trying to prove herself and especially like because her father was a cop as well. And we'll get into that. But I wanted to ask you, Jamie, do you think that putting that kind of pressure on yourself can create such stress uh, on you mentally that you can kind of drudge up, maybe not necessarily hallucinations, but something of the adjacent that can like really mess with you mentally if you are putting so much pressure and stress on yourself to like do a good job in something? Yeah, I don't know necessarily about like hallucinations, like you said, but like I do mm-hmm. think that, you know, self-induced stress or just like that, that the pressure that we put to be successful or, or anything to be perfect is mm-hmm. it can be incredibly damaging, um, especially if it's like we're constantly trying to work towards a goal that like feels like the goalposts are always moving and like never quite yeah. feel like we're succeeding. Um, it definitely like feeling that state being in that like heightened state of anxiety for a long period of time is like definitely not healthy for us. And not only Mm -hmm. the psychological harm that it can cause, but also physical harm, like being in, being so like activated in that way, long-term, like that's not, we're not supposed to carry that for long periods of time. So it can, it can lead to like act like medical health problems too. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think like for her, this is a really acute situation where it's happening over the course of a few hours. But like thinking about this in a more long term. You're right. Way, it is a cute situation. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not. cute, if you will. Yeah. It's not cute. <laughs> no, uh, no. But um, uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, producer Brian. You're really coming in clutch. Yeah, I'm adding to the conversation <laughs> in a positive mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in a cute way. Um but yeah, I, you know, even though she's experiencing this in like a very short period of time, it, mm-hmm. it's still like, that's still not good to continue to carry with you. And like, you know, for thinking about like jobs that are very high stress, high risk jobs where you mm-hmm. are put in situations where the pressure is very high, whether it's like you know, the pressure that's being put on you or self-imposed pressure. Um, yeah, that long-term, the long-term heightened stress can be really harmful for your mental health. It can lead to definitely like anxiety, depression. It could lead to burnout Mm. if it continues. Um, and like when you're burnt out, like again, the, the, medical impact that it can also have on you in addition to the psychological is like very, very detrimental. And it's a lot harder than just like going on a vacation or like, you know, manicure, pedicure to like relieve burnout. It takes a lot, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
if anything, with the word burnout, especially with the pandemic, I mean, we've learned like what it is to balance all that stuff out for our mental capacity so that we're not just, you know, like trying to be the perfectionist, grind, grind, grind all the time. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, you got to take, you got to take care of yourself because it does reflect in, in your body. And even just from personal experience, you know, if there's, if, if I have stressors of like, trying to get a self tape done or like whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And my body is, it reacts to it. It's like loss of appetite. And I look up and it's been like 10 hours and I hadn't eaten anything. And it's like, Oh, because I was thinking about sure. all this other stuff. So added stressors, man, take care of yourself, go to therapy always at the end of the day. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Uh, next question I have is a, a little like general gist, um, if you will, general, but gist. general gist, but I want to talk about kind of the power of suggestion and mm. influence and persuasion because when she starts her shift, like the only knowledge of the cult that she has really, um, because she was like, they didn't disclose a lot of information about mm-hmm. it. It's just that her father died because of them, right? Mm-hmm. So then she's getting all this information about like, oh, they weren't really dead on the scene in the first place and they died by whatever. And then she's like gathering all this other information, like even from like the dead uh, officer Price who was like, yeah, I worked with your father and like this is what happened on the scene and blah, 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 blah. And so then she really starts honing in on like seeing those images. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just want to talk about like, do you feel like that was believable like that power of suggestion and is the power of suggestion like that much to where it can kind of cloud like things that you're seeing i know this so that's a terrible question but no i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like it's hard it's hard because like you know when i think about like the power of suggestion that makes mm-hmm. me think of, which also there aren't good examples of in most of the horror movies that we've seen and talked about, but like, <laughs> yes, sure. um, hit like hypnotherapy, I think is like, oh, kind yes. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something there with that mm-hmm, of like, mm-hmm. you know, these are things that you're just like more open to receiving in those moments. Um, yeah. but I also, I mean, <sighs> yeah, I, I don't really know because it's hard to think about like her being in this situation where there's so many unbelievable things happening. So trying right. to trying to like grasp straws to fig to, to have some kind of explanation um, to mm-hmm. make sense of mm-hmm. it. Cause again, it's mm-hmm. like if, if you were in that situation, which it's already hard to envision maybe um, like, what are you trying to do to make sense of this, to explain the unexplainable, yes. if you will, so does then that information like kind of fit in like puzzle pieces to bring some yes. clarity to a situation that doesn't really make sense? Does that mm-hmm. then make it easier to like digest what's happening, even though she's still kind of like, what? Who's there? What's out there? The whole fucking yes. movie. But like, you know, <laughs> you think that she's kind of got cults on the brain because yeah. that's like the information that she's getting. But she and even in her calls, like when she's getting the the spooky ghost calls and then she's mm-hmm. calling the precinct, telling them she is like framing this around the cult stuff. And she's like, hey, this is like this is the information I'm getting. And so like this is what I'm giving to you. But, yeah. you know, I think like it's it, it, that's hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but I mean that was a fabulous answer though to a very awful question. Oh, but you. I understand what you're saying in the not, sense not of awful. like trying to make sense, but like trying to make sense of the reality, right? So like whatever information you are getting in 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 your brain is like helping you in a sense try to make make sense of the situation, mm. like. Whatever is coming in, you're like, like mm-hmm. you said, putting the puzzle pieces together to say, okay, well, the spooky stuff is happening, but like I got all of this like factual information, so let me try to take this factual information and put it into like these spooky events sure. to make mm-hmm. it not spooky. So yes, so thank you for that, <laughs> Brian. I think you had a question that you wanted to ask. Yeah, I feel like, and and this this applies uh, to a lot of. Uh, industries and a lot of occupations, but I find that, and maybe it's just because this is how um, media has presented it, but I feel like a lot of times um, police officer or law enforcement's children want to follow in their footsteps or do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, you see it in other ones like doctors, kid, kids become doctors or they take over the family practice um, in orthodonture or, or, you know, something like that. Um, so specific. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in the movie Frozen, they talked about orthodontics. Uh, mm. oh, okay, um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, but like dentists and things like that. And then in other ones, you're like, you want I want you to take over the hardware shop. And it's like, no, I, I want to sing. I want to dance. Um, exactly. Yeah. I want you to play basketball. <laughs> no, I want to sing. Yeah. L- High yeah. school musical. Put yeah, me in exactly. it. Exactly. We're all in this together. Um, (laughs) So my question is, like, uh, for Jamie, kind of what is the thought process? What is the, like, need or want to do that? Is it about wanting to kind of follow in your parents' footsteps? Is it about not disappointing them? Or is it more about, like, I I don't have to make a decision for myself and I'm just leaning into Mm. what is presented to me? And Nikisha, Mm. you are the daughter of a police officer and you wanted to sing and dance. Um, so like, uh, talk a little <laughs> bit about that. I mean, t- if you could talk a little bit about, uh, um, you know, that relationship, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit, um, I would mm-hmm. love to, uh, I would love to hear that. We'll let Jamie go first. And then sure. I'll along. Um, what a good question. Good question. Thank you. Honestly, you don't have to answer it. I just wanted to make sure it was a good question. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I haven't, like, thought in particular about, um, you know, kids that or like, you know, young people who look towards their parents' occupations and, like, want to do what their parents do. Um, when I was younger, I, I wanted to be a lawyer. Before, before I decided I wanted to be a therapist, so this had to be, like, elementary school what Ew. what like nine-year-old is like i want to be a lawyer when i grow up <laughs> me um, <Jane>. for whatever <laughs> reason yeah unhinged um but uh i think that there's in like child development stuff like i think there's a lot of modeling that happens in general with like how how children are looking up to their parents and like the behavior that's being modeled. And I think that can kind of extend to occupation, Um, you know, like admiring. I I think it's like healthy to admire your parents and admire, you know, the things that they're doing and like want to be like them. Um, That's like part of that modeling more explicitly, I guess. Um, So I think it's understandable that like 
this idea of being like their parent, whether that's something that like the parent is explicitly like, you know, we own a, a shoe cobbling store and yeah. you're going to be a shoe cobbler. I don't, that's, I don't know why my brain did <laughs> Another that, great occupation. But. Another excellent <laughs> occupation. Yeah. Um, yes. But like, even without the pressure, I still think that there is just a lot of like, as our brains are developing, things are, are being presented to us and, and that's like what we're normalizing. And, you know, before we even have exposure to like the big wide world out there, like we're seeing what our immediate family is doing. We're seeing what Mm -hmm. our extended family is doing. So like, I feel like there's something that's like having an influence on us in that way too. Even if we are inspired at a young age to like, you know, do other things. I mean, there are kids who like learn about doctors and firefighters and police officers like on TV. So like even thinking about it from that space where it's like you're absorbing mm-hmm. this as a young person or like seeing theater as a kid and being like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this is incredible. Like I want to do that. And and like, you know, just we're taking in so much stuff. So I think yes. by proximity, family being the closest to us and the, the people that were around most of the time, it's understandable that like we're also kind of picking up on those things. Um, yeah. I also like have thoughts about, you know, if there is more of that pressure or if you, you know, in thinking about like parents who maybe have some narcissistic characteristics and qualities and like sure. are imposing more of like, you should do this um, mm-hmm. on their kids, um, which like also sometimes happens. And sometimes I wonder if that's like a parent viewing their child as an extension of themselves. So they feel like they have the space to dictate what type of occupation their child explores. Um, and, and whether or not like someone's aware of that or, or it's just like, yeah, sure. I'll do like whatever you say I'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. that's, that's just like another, um, thought, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because it I, it just really depends. Seeing my dad be a police officer my entire life, like he started before I was even born, um, I just looked at it as like I would never want to do this. Sure, sure. <laughs> when I was younger, like mm. he, especially starting off, when you start off, you have like the crappy shifts, and so like. He Mm. was gone every night in, like, my very, in my, uh, you know, like, elementary or, like, kindergarten through maybe second, third grade Mm -hmm. years. Like, every night he was always gone, and then, like, I would just see him in the morning. And so I was like, this doesn't sound fun to Mm. me. Mm. And because also of the type of person that it made him become, you know, very stern, very hard. Like he had a very kind of strict nature about himself because of the job. Hmm. It was like, you look like you're not happy. And (laughs) why would I be in a job that, you know, doesn't, Hmm. is not making you happy. So Mm -hmm. that's what I observed. I observed like the negatives of it and thought, "Mm -mm, this isn't for me. And none of my family is musical in any capacity. So the fact that I'm like doing what I'm doing now is also just kind of like an anomaly, I guess, because literally the only, the the references that I remember of like seeing music in any capacity was watching Looney Tunes and watching like Bugs Bunny play the piano. Oh wow. And I was like, mom, I want to play the piano. And they were like, okay, well like they they bought a uh, secondhand 
piano, upright piano. Oh, wow. And found some, yeah, and found somebody to teach me lessons. And I started playing uh, in like elementary school. And then I played alto saxophone because of Lisa Simpson, of course. So mm. from the Simpsons. <laughs> so. That's amazing. But truly, only cartoons like <laughs> were the gateway. Oh, that's into so me being fascinating. Like, that's cool. I want to do music. <laughs> so yeah, I get, it's just it's interesting the people who are like, I see this as I'm growing up, and even if their parents aren't forcing them, they're like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is something that I would also mm. like to pursue. But it was the exact mm. opposite <laughs> for me. Being a police officer is hard. Oh mm. yeah, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. <laughs> Mm-mm. Fantastic. Is that all for this section? I think so. Yeah. Okay, well, let's rotten to martin this baby. Rotten to martin. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Well, what do you think Last Shift <laughs> has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, 37. Whoa. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> um, I'm going to say like a 73. All right. Well, this is going to blow your mind. Uh, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, you're lying. No, I'm not. On On nine reviews. Oh. But, but it, uh, the, uh, the, the, the audience score is 51%. Okay. All right. What's the critics critic consensus? Shocked. There is, there is no. No words. There is no critics consensus. Because, oh, cause because it's, it's just so nine low. reviews. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll read some of the critics' reviews for like, like the, the lines they pulled from it from Ron Tomatoes, like the positive ones. Um. Uh, a great intense twisted storyline it has a little bit of everything um it is pure genre but that is not to say that the genre is pure given how deftly it ambiguates itself between being a story of ghostly vengeance and a tale of psychological breakdown while leaving the disoriented viewer to call the difference um a great disturbing film that builds tension and rewards you with some solid jump scares and haunting imagery. This film isn't perfect and leaves some unanswered questions, but that doesn't prevent it from having an effect. Hmm. Uh, that one, I, I'm more agreeing to that one. Um, yeah. So those are the nine. Those are some of the nine reviews. But yeah, one hundred percent. But again, not on nine reviews. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was Great. a surprise to me as well. Yeah. My, my guess is if this was reviewed by a larger audience, um, uh-huh. that that would that would go down. I mean, yeah. I would I, statistically it would go down. Like, yeah. Right. All right. Um, but that would that would be my guess. Oh, I wonder what I want to. Uh, I won't look up Malum. I'm very curious. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it later. Um, okay. Uh, but should we do the four S's? Yes. Yes. The four S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Skulls is how well it handles mental health and human behavior, uh, one through ten. Scares is how scary was this one through ten. Shakes is how much will you remember this movie? Can you shake it off? This is a one-time view. And then suggestions. Uh, what would you suggest to kind of, uh, you know, as a as a double feature, if you will? Uh, Jamie, let's start with you. 
Sure. So for skulls, I I'm giving this a four. Um, <laughs> I just lowered it as I was about to say it because um, <laughs> I, you know, some of the acting wasn't great, but like ultimately, like this dummy should have left so much earlier <laughs> than she did. So um, much. Like I just don't. I, I you know I get it. I get the pressure, but like. Just bail. There's just so much happening that I cannot. It's hard to believe that she would stick it out for that long. Um, So there's that. Um, But (laughs) for scares, I'm giving this a six because, like, it really got me several times. Um, I really wasn't expecting it to be as effectively scary as it was. Um, Even though I was annoyed at, like, her choices, I was still frightened, like, most of the time. Um, Mm. so that was pretty cool. Uh, for shakes, I'm giving this a four because I think it's still kind of sitting with me. Um, I'm still Mm. like processing it a bit, but, um, I thought it was like fairly entertaining. I think, I don't know. Maybe my feelings are changing the more I hear Nikisha's opinion, but (laughs) I think, (laughs) I no, I think I liked it. (laughs) Cool. Nikisha. Okay, skulls. I'm gonna give it a two. Um, it it wasn't this the scares the jump scares were like good, but mm. I didn't I didn't jump at them. But I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, so I'll give it a three. Um, and then shakes. I'm gonna give it a two because it this movie makes me want to watch the other one. So sure. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this a four as well for skulls. Um, I'm gonna give this a seven for scares. Um, and I'm going to give nice. this a 6.5 for shakes. Um, mm, nice. This is definitely going to be on my list of, like, underrated horror movies. Because I actually think it's pretty good. But, like, it's not, like, the best, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Let's go through suggestions. Um, I'll start. Um, another horror. I mentioned Hell House LLC earlier. But um, what mm. I'm, my actual suggestion is going to be is... Um, uh, if we're talking about like movies that I just like were suggested, but like I was like, okay, sure, and I, I had no uh, expectations for them, and they they really like were really enjoyable. Um, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh yeah, that's uh, a great one. Um, that's my suggestion for mine. this one. Oh wait, really? Dang. Yeah. Oh sorry. No, it's <laughs> it's not okay. Um, no, I I agree. It very much like captured that that very similar vibe and Mm -hmm. and intention of like being in a haunted place. Um, that's more of like what I thought it was going, I mean, it still has a lot of that, but like, I felt like it was going to be more of that. Um, it It also has the culty. It also has the like father child occupation relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. it happens at a nighttime in like one location. Um, and it's like a little bit of a mystery, spooky, scary business. Yeah. Um, I didn't have one written down, but as you guys were talking, I was like just thinking of what were some movies that I had no expectation of, but I watched it and it was like, oh, this is what this is. And the twists and the turns were great mm-hmm. was when we did the behind the mask. Oh, mm-hmm. Leslie, Leslie Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like going into it, you're like, oh, okay, I, I, this is what this is going to be. And then it completely changes. And you're like, wow, yeah, this is that's great. a great one, man. What yeah. a bummer. The marketing in that is a real bummer. Mm. Yeah. yeah was, Cause that was, was, I mean, that was great. Yeah. 
I still think about that movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think that wraps up our episode of Last Shift. You can find us on all of the social medias at Talk Horror Pod, P O D, on the Instagram slash threads, on the Twitter, on the TikToks. We're also on the YouTubes. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Yeah, you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Um, but you can also find us on things like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. Woo. I'm surprised, Brian, you didn't have any quotes because some I was watching some of it. I was like, oh, that might be like a quotable thing. Do you well, have any? I don't because we watch this casually for fun. And then we decided to do this ah. for the podcast. So I don't like have like okay. full expansive notes on this. So I, I don't have any quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any quotes? <clears throat> no, because I was like, Brian's a quote guy. He's yeah. going to do it. He's going to take care of it. <laughs> I know. I ruined everything. Um, no, it's fine. Maybe you can find that creepy ass song they were singing. That oh, Was that like a hymn yeah. or something? Yeah, some oh, him. Mm-hmm. I forget, yeah. Crazy. But, yeah. Well, they, no. uh, they, yeah, well, I don't remember. That was not. What it. was it? it was like, that. Uh, Beautiful. You were <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.